where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. Good morning, guys. My name is Dr. Raw, the addiction doctor. Welcome to Breaking Through Addiction this Wednesday. God, it's such a beautiful day here in San Antonio. Hey, guys, thank you for following us last week. Thank you for uh, following us our new Facebook page, Breaking Through Addiction. Absolutely awesome. This is not a page, guys. It's a movement. So just bear that in mind. Uh, here's my host, as usual, the lovely Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing really well, really well. How are you? It's always so good to see you in the morning. I feel amazing today. I feel amazing. So we've got some things going on work-wise and everything's getting exciting now. So it's good. So uh, today, guys, we've got an amazing guest. And uh, a couple of things I want to say after the guest is we've got a t-shirt to give away. And we've also got uh, a face mask to give away, just in case you're still worried about the disease. And we've got the t-shirts. So we're going to ask some questions after, and we'll give you a chance to do on Facebook Live right now if you're listening. And we're also going to obviously uplift tonight to over 50 platforms. So we're going to give you a chance as well, give you all the details later. But for now, Jen, what's the weather like where you are? It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's gorgeous. It's warm. It's been in the upper 80s, 90s here. Sunday, it was like 95 degrees here, which was hot for yeah. this yeah. area. Yeah, so it's nice. I think we're bumping to 100 again today. I'm not sure. Which yeah. Is, uh, it's kind of the norm over here in Texas. Always the norm. So I had this epiphany this morning as I got out of the shower. Um, and I can't wait to talk to Bernadette about it, actually. Um, but one of the things that I realized was that because I'm on an island and I am my, my I'm fire and pitta in terms of my body makeup, um, I literally, it's so hard for me. I feel like I'm sinking into the ocean here. And so it's really hard for me to get like up and going. But when yeah. I'm like in on a like grounded place, I feel alive and I can get right up in the morning. So it's really interesting um, that I just had that realization this morning that it's difficult for me to be on an island. It's too much water. I'm not, I mean, I'm such yeah. a grounded person. Being around that airy feeling yeah. is is yeah it's it was it's just been tough. It's kind of interesting. So I, I'm going to bring that to our guest today because I bet you yeah. she's got some cool shit for me. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, you know, knowing a little bit about your personal life, you're done there. You know, your time is there is gone. It's served a purpose. It's time to move on. In fact, I think most of you is back over there. <laughs> I think a little piece of you is on the island waiting to go. So. <laughs> we'll just leave that right there, okay, Dr. Rob? We've got a fantastic guest today, Bernadette Gold. And yeah, we'll just, we'll just move on from there. Bernadette Gold's coming up after the quick break. Like she is actually a spiritual teacher, mentor, advisor, 
and uh, she's absolutely amazing. So can't wait to speak to her. Guys, just bear with us one second. Bernadette Gold is going to be with us in one minute. Carried away to that tune. Good morning, Bernadette. How are we this morning? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. Absolutely. So, uh, Bernadette, just tell quickly the viewers and the listeners uh, who you are, where you are, and uh, what you do. I'm in San Antonio too, recently. Yay! I, I know. I didn't want to say that though, but I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Um, and I'm a spiritual teacher, mentor, a clairvoyant. I help people overcome their fears, their limitations, their blocks, and give them the tools, practical tools to live a life that's grounded in a spiritual foundation. Mm, I love that. I don't know. Did you hear me talking when you were in the back? Yes, I did. Do you want to give me some, do you want to give me some like information on that? So from an astrological standpoint, like being a fire sign, because I'm a fire sign. So while I was listening, I was like, that's interesting. It's not your fire that does that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It depends on, on your whole chart, really, because I'm a fire sign. And when I'm on an island, I'm at my peak, depending on where the island is. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Hawaii is what uh, in astrology, that's my Jupiter in Zenith. So it's one of the best placements. And when I'm in Hawaii, I'm at my peak on all, always, right? But it just depends on the rest of your planets. So if yeah. you have a lot of earth, yeah. which I bet you do, that's why you need that more land and, and more freedom to move around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was just bizarre. Like I couldn't figure out like all this time I've been here for four years what is it? Like I couldn't connect and because yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. I, it was perfect because I needed to come here to really like heal and kind of root in. And yeah. now that I'm coming back out, it's like, nope, it's, it's time to go. It's time to be. But what Rob said was right. Your time mm -hmm. there is done. So yeah. we each have different places that we should be at any given time. And it's there for a purpose. Right. Yeah. And when that time wraps up, it wraps up. And there's yeah. nothing you can do to get the energy moving again, but leave. So moving into that, you know, this is a conversation. I mean, we talk about a lot of things here, but breaking through addiction, I, I would never, I have other addictions, but I would not say that my addiction is drugs or alcohol. Um, but one of the things that I notice about, and, and I, I'm not labeling, I don't want this to be labeled, but I do feel like based on my own experience that there's a sensitivity in all of us mm -hmm. and some of us have a deeper deeper sensitivity and so because we don't want to feel those things yeah. we reach out to find things to kind of numb us and cover that what how do you support people that feel that way um so giving them the tools really the understanding and the tools of how to reconnect to those feelings in a comfortable, safe way, in a sacred way, 
where you're embracing it and you're not avoiding it, right? Yeah. You're not trying to go around it in, in food or drugs or alcohol, sex, work. I mean, we do it in so many ways, right? Right. In any way that we can to, to just get out of feeling that thing. And so I give people the tools to be able to do that and learn a new way because the world teaches us to avoid, yes. right? But what our spiritual nature, which we're spirit first, before we're human, we're spirit. Our spiritual nature is to feel, is to make our way through life in that feeling place. And our feelings are a barometer. It tells us when something's not right for us mm -hmm. and when something's great for us, you know? I know that, I know that for when, uh, when we have people come to us, but if somebody comes to you, Bernadette, that didn't believe in spirit, uh, didn't believe in anything apart from the struggle that they're in at the moment, I mean, can you work with a closed mind like that? Absolutely. I've done it a lot. <laughs> what, what yeah. was the first step that, that you, would, uh, you would try and go with, with this person? So the first thing is to get someone to connect what they're experiencing, right? And what they're thinking, what their perspective is to what they're feeling, what they're avoiding. That's the first thing I take them through and start to connect the dots um, and start to get them to feel even at just lightly and just touch it. Let's just touch it and then talk about it. You know, you can't take someone who has been disconnected from their body, from their emotions, their whole lives and just go, hey, we're gonna do this thing where you feel deeply and, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna crack you open and let's see what happens. You can't, cause they will fall apart. So it's, it's gradual steps. Interesting. I was thinking about um, how in our world, you know, one of the things that we have to come to is we are powerless over drugs or alcohol or work or sex or food, whatever the thing is, and or our lives. Like if we could just actually get to even that place, how can you share like how you, what are some tools that you use to support somebody that says, no, I'm totally out. Don't want to believe in anything higher than me. So I don't start, I don't start with just jumping into the spirit thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people will just immediately shut down. They think spirit, they think religion. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the opposite of what I where I come from, you know. Um, so I use things like EFT to help people move through whatever crisis they're in, because most people come to me when they're in crisis. Just get me out of this feeling place, you know, like they're looking for the magic pill. So I'll use EFT to, to ease the energy <clears throat> immediately which then gives them the experience that, okay, that wasn't so bad. What was that exactly? And then we start to talk about energy before we start to talk about emotions and feelings. So I give them the experience first. What about trauma? You know, somebody comes to you with obviously, well, in, in, in my uh, experience, most people come to us, well, no, all people that come to us have some sort of trauma. We believe that anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse. And I'm talking about the addictive brain. So what about trauma? I mean, how, how do you go about treating trauma? It's all the same. I mean, to me, this is a spiritual wound. It's an inner child wound, you know, and, and it creates a what I call spiritual sickness. So I approach it from that angle. Let's get to the healing of the inner child um, and find out really what programs were developed in the brain, what strategies for survival and to ease them out of survival mode and put them into empowerment mode, remind them who they are and give them the power they need to succeed. It's a process. I mean, this is not like one and done. 
you know, it's easier, I think, for me because I do have I use my intuitive gifts to get to get to the heart of the matter. Let's figure out what this is, where it started, and then we can work from there. So it makes it faster. Do you do, you do what I do, Bernadette? Is when I'm working with somebody, I mean, so, so somebody will come and go, okay, so what, what lesson is today or what lesson is tomorrow? I say, well, there isn't a lesson. I have to go off your energy, even if it's online, to say, okay, this is where I'm going to go today. So there's never a set lesson as such. It's all based, especially for me, on facial features, behavior, or anything that's on the mind. Is that, is that the same with you? Um, when I'm doing one-on-ones, absolutely. When I do my group program, it's structured. It's more structured, except for our weekly coaching. Then it's different than it is just like that. Like I let the energy, the people involved dictate and spirit dictate where we're going to go with the lessons at hand. When I'm working with someone one-on-one, it has to be based on where they're at how they're responding to life or reacting to life, what they're going through. It always has to be based on them. So I can have every plan I want. It's not going to work if they're showing up, you know, with something going on. So, yeah. Um, so this is a two-part question. <laughs> okay. Maybe three. So I just love, don't you just love Bernadette's life, Jennifer? I know. <laughs> so, a couple things. One of the things that I um, that I notice in a lot of spiritual communities mm -hmm. is this level of bypassing. Right? They like mm -hmm. don't want to deal with really what's going on. And so, by the way, I'm going to go see Bernadette, and she's going to tell me that spirit, I'm in the right place at the right time, and this is all happening for me, which makes me me want to go. Ah. Um, because they don't actually want to do the work. Right. That is, right. So there's that question I have for you. The second question is, what is spirit? Who is spirit to you? And the third is, how the heck did you get, like, what, how did spirit show up for you to get to where you are? So answer that in any questions that you In, in whatever order. Okay. So first and foremost, yeah, I agree with you with the spiritual communities. Absolutely. Um, and it drives me crazy, right? That's the first answer. Now, yeah. you said, and you don't like that. They say, you know, everything's always working out for, you know, yeah. everything's always working out for me. I believe that everything's always working out for me. I do too. But I have a different take on it. Everything's working out for me, even if it's teaching me something in a really uncomfortable, difficult way. Yeah. It's a lesson for me. Eventually, it will work out to benefit me so that I can be my best, right? Yeah. But that's not always a feel-good thing. <laughs> so we don't get to avoid it. You know, the ego is real. The ego is that side of us that's very rooted in third dimensional living in the physical plane and how I look and how much I earn and what my job title is and do people like me and the judgments of everything outside of me, right? That's the ego. And I talk and teach very much from that standpoint. You have a choice, right? Are you gonna walk in ego, which is pretty much temporary, or are you gonna walk in the eternal and the infinite, which is source energy, which is the answer to the other question. What is spirit to me? Spirit to me, is that connection point to source energy, our creator. Whether you call it Shiva, Buddha, God, Jesus, it doesn't matter. It's a power higher than ourselves that created us. We know that something else is in charge, 
something's beating our hearts. Something stops our hearts, our breath. There's all kinds of things that we can't see that's not tangible, but we know it's real because without it, like you don't know, you can't see oxygen. You can't see the air around you. You know it's there and you know when you don't have it, <laughs> you know when there's no air available, you can feel it and it will take your life out, right? Not having it. So I try to explain that to people. It, it's your connection to spirit is that place where your life force energy is very much connected to that thing that created us, whatever you call it, whatever know, you call it. I know that when people come to us, sometimes it's there's people I can't work with. And I'm very uh, picky. I don't know if picky is the right word. Just with alcohol and drugs we're talking about. So if I don't think I can help them, I'm never taking anybody for the money. I just don't do that because my spirit, my God, uh, I would, I, I'd be stripped of everything that I have. I mean, that's just the deal I have with him. Um, is there a is there a client that that you can't work with or haven't been able to work with in the past? There's a lot of them. Yeah, I'm I'm very particular about who I will take on and for how long. Um, whether or not I will, <laughs> you know, do like a one-on-one -on -one coaching program with them because there are certain individuals I can't reach and, and they want to be in this place where they just want someone to fight with, or they just want someone to tell them what they want to hear. And I don't do either. Right. Which I think Jennifer, you said something about that too. Oh, I'm just going to call Bernadette. She's going to tell me everything's great. <laughs> I have people that do that. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times they're not happy when that's not what they get. Because For when sure. you hear the word psychic, you think, oh, you know, there's read my fortune. That's not the kind of psychic I am. You know, I get information and it's not light and it's not casual. I deliver it as best I can so that someone can digest the information. But it's I don't do fluff. Yeah, no. And, and I, I want you to know that I'm. I, I like the real conversation. I want you to tell me this stuff and um, and the stuff that doesn't feel good, right? right? Like I'm a really reliable person to hear it, absorb it and go, oh, that resonates with me and I need to make some changes here or I need to really, you know, look at that. Um, can you share with us how, how spirit showed up for you and how old were you? Little, as far back as I can remember. Um, I always was able to see things that other people couldn't see. Whether mm -hmm. you want to call them angels, I call them angels, guides, um, those who've crossed over. I have always had a little committee of people that nobody could see and I got in trouble for it because we were raised Catholic. <laughs> so that was not a good thing. And then um, my mother became born again Christian. So then it was even more not a good thing. So I, I literally put everything into this private place, but that was my survival. You know, and I ran from it for a long time. I mean, I, I did not want to be different than everybody else, but I was different. So it took a long time for me to understand even what these gifts, which I used to call a curse, were. You know, what is an empath? What what does that mean? They didn't have language for it when I was growing up, right? Yeah, psychic, but that had a very dirty meaning, <laughs> like really bad meaning. So um, and when I hit somewhere in my 20s, early 20s, I went through some major crisis with my daughter, the abuse of my daughter, and I hit bottom. And then I was drinking and partying and anything I could do to not deal with life. And then I hit bottom I was like, all right, my way is not working. So you guys want to call me into service? Fine. Here's my, here's my list of what I will and will not do. 
And then it took a few years after that of really kind of cleaning up my programming and my understanding and learning who I was, which was the process. You know, who are you really? Forget about what everyone else has told you you are. Who are you? You know, all these things that have happened to you don't make up who you are. They're just things that happened to you where before my whole life was based on, well, I was abused and I was this and I was, you know, all victim mentality. And I had to get out of that place and heal myself. And then as I healed myself, my gifts became stronger and the desire to serve became stronger. But I actually avoided even helping people until I was 30. I didn't want to do it. I was happy in my corporate life and happy running a horse farm and <laughs> doing me, you know, and only me. And you know, yeah, surely, but I, surely I, I, I got on this path. I feel sometimes that you we're drawn to this, no matter what you get comfortable with and what you're, you know, I can stay in this lifetime. I mean, I, I honestly could retire today and live comfortably and not do anything, but I don't think that's my calling. And I've, I've been battered, I've been bruised on my journey, and I still have to get up and do it. And there's days when I don't want to do it. There's days I tried to walk away like five years ago just before I met Janet, and it, and it just wasn't the case. I keep getting called back and keep getting pulled back into it. And sometimes it's painful for me. And sometimes I do come out battered and bruised. But, you know, when you said before you can see people around the person that you're working with, is, is that what you said? You can, can you, can you do that? Like, could you do that now? Can you see anybody around mediumship? You? I do yeah, do I mediumship. Mean, um, yeah. certainly, but it's not one, uh, it's not my primary gift. So okay. it, and it, it doesn't happen like on call for me. Like if right. I'm walking somewhere and out in public, it used to be bad. I have set rules in place so that I can live my life without feeling schizophrenic. For a long time, I thought I was schizophrenic because I couldn't go anywhere without seeing people that weren't there. Um, and then I learned, <laughs> Spirit and my guides taught me, oh, you can have rules. And actually those rules then dictate. So for me, I don't want to live my life as a medium, right? I have friends that are mediums and they have no problem with it. But my primary gift is clairvoyance and clairaudience. So I see things and I feel things about people but as far as seeing those who've crossed over or spirits all the time, it was driving me crazy. I literally had several breakdowns over it. That, that, that's the point there. That's the point there that I'm intrigued with because the way the human brain works, having studied the brain for 20 odd years, that is bordering on being insane. That is bordering on professional people to say, Bernadette, you've crossed over, you're insane, you need help. But the fact that you kept loyal to yourself and was guided to continue to do that despite, you know, having seen these things that nobody else can see, that, that would scare me. That scared me just you saying that. Because to have that confidence and to have that guidance to go through that against all the odds of people going, are you crazy? Because yeah. if somebody tells me a, a lie, I might believe it in my life. If someone tells me a lie often enough, I'm going to believe it. So when people go, Bernadette, that's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy. Thank goodness you didn't start to believe that because that is a fine line. And I'm just wondering in the past, did, would we get locked away for that? You know, would, yeah. would, would you have got locked away? Yes, still do. 50 years ago or even now, I mean. I mean, God, can you imagine Jennifer going through that and having to hold that to yourself? And though you can see, I mean, there must be a point where you you, you was bordering yourself going, am I, am I actually, have I lost my mind? I've questioned that many times in my life. 
yeah. Not so much in the last 20 years, but certainly the first half of my life, and I'm 53. So the first half of my life was challenging at best. You know, mm -hmm. there, there, I had lots of suicidal tendencies and constantly wanted out. I'm like, this is not, I don't belong here. I'm not like anybody, you know, there weren't books. There wasn't the internet. You know, it wasn't easy to find information about ghosts and why am I seeing these things? You know, I, it, I drew the line one day and I know exactly when it happened. I drew the line with seeing things all the time. I was driving um, in a small town where I used to live in Colorado and I had a friend in the car with me and we we're going through this very small town called Aztec, New Mexico. Some people may have heard of it because UFOs were there. <laughs> okay, so downtown Aztec, super tiny, like you blink, it's gone. But we were driving and this kid on a skateboard, like a teenager, right in front of my car and I drove through him, like, holy crap. I slammed on the brakes, both of us almost hit, you know, the, this. I almost hit the steering wheel, she almost hit the windshield. And I was shaking. I swore to God, I just hit this kid. He was that, like, that real. And she didn't see him. And I was shaking. I pulled off to the side and I was like, all right, that's it. And I started screaming at spirit. I'm like, this has to stop. Like, I thought I killed this kid, you know, come to find out. No, he died at that intersection many years prior um, and got run over by car. So it was just imprint energy playing out but it looked real to me and he didn't hear a thud, but you can't be doing, I'm like, you can't expect me to live my life and drive my car with people in it and see these things and, and not get into a car accident. How do I stop this? How do I control this? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's getting insane now. And I'd only been working um, as a professional psychic and spiritual mentor for a few years at that point. So I was still trying to like perfect how I was working like in the real world. And then, you know, I felt, I always feel like I'm straddling two worlds, like what's in the spiritual realms, the subtle realms and what's in physical world. And at that point that's, they said, well, you can make rules. And I'm like, okay, here's the rule. Not when I'm in my car. <laughs> right. And then my father moved in with me in 2004 and he started seeing things in the house, started seeing things outside the windows and he started to freak out. And I was like, okay, no more in the house, no more outside my windows. Like y'all need to stay back until I call you for it to talk to you. And so I began to do meditations where, okay, those who've crossed over, those who have spirit messages, okay, this is when you can come in. Or if I'm working with a client and you have a message, then you can come in. But the rest of the time I want my life. Like I don't want to be insane. You know, my little dot, my daughter, Bella, who Rob's met, she's amazing. She is also very psychic. And she would always see them, you know, and sometimes it scared her. Sometimes I didn't. Now she's fascinated. But I told her too, like, you, you got to get control. And she just turned 18. So her gifts are opening in a big way. And I, she's been exposed to it her whole life. So she doesn't feel like she's crazy. But she always comes to me, mom, is this real? <laughs> God, I wish I had someone I could have gone to and asked, is this real? You know, because even the depression, a lot of times depression that I was feeling in my life that was making me just feel like I can't go on anymore. It wasn't even mine. It was the people I was hanging out with. And then I would just carry it like it was mine. And I think that happens a lot in the world. 
Yeah, Bernadette. So my son was seven when he came to me and said, mom, do you believe in ghosts? And I was like, I do. And he goes, well, there's this old man and he comes to me every single night and he's in my room and he's always talking to me. And I'm going, oh no, we need to give him the whatever, you know, you know, sign of Jesus. Let's get him out. We don't want him, you know, all of this. And really I, I wasn't afraid, but I knew that, and he wasn't actually afraid, but I knew that it was uncomfortable for him, for him. And the other thing is, is that I know things and I can't explain it. People ask me like, what's your, I don't, I just know things. And there's this for a long time. Um, and especially in the coaching world, how do you know things? How do you share things and um, do it in a way that is kind and loving? And, and, you know, there's a, there's a way to deliver the message that, you know, right. My son, he just gets frustrated and he's like, but I know these things. He'll even come to me and be like, I know these things about you and I'm angry about them. And so how having this gift, mm. how do you share with people what sometimes you the best way to, to share it is to, to frame it in a question. Ah, is it possible? Yeah. <laughs> is it possible that, you know, this event that happened over here is still affecting you over here? Is it possible that these feelings are actually not from this event? They're from this other. When you ask it in the form of a question, it's either going to resonate with the person in their body and they're going to be like, aha, or they're going to be so resistant. You know that that path is closed. Like we can't go there right now. I love that. Is there um, just I'm kind of kind of put you on the spot. Ah. Is there anything? Do you feel anything Do you with Dr. Rob and I? <laughs> See, I don't like to do, first of all, I don't like to do reading type stuff people, okay, that's, that's um, on something like this. Yeah. The reason that like things will come through and I'm not going to be able to explain it in a way because oh. we're not private. Because there's a lot of stuff that comes through. People think they want to know, but not with an audience. You know, it's so funny say that because I think people want, like the audience is like, ooh, I want to know, I want to know. If you do, send me a message. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, send us both a message. So, <laughs> I've got a question. I've got a, uh, first of all, Ellie Lawton in England. Hi, Ellie. You just messaged me. Thank you for listening. I know you're enjoying it. The figures right now, I can see on my left hand screen, they're going up. This is the highest viewing we've had so so far, Bernadette. So, that's awesome. Chris W has, has uh, messaged me, and I think we, we kind of touched on it, but he's asked, uh, is there is there some is there a type of person that you can't work with? Um, I don't typically work well with sociopaths, psychopaths, and narcissists. I, I cannot work so with them. So that's me, huh? What about you, Jen? <laughs> just a psychopath, just there. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I know that uh, I, I'm just uh, I was very skeptical of everybody. Uh, in, that, that came to me in the spirit world and uh, and of the spirit world, and but I know for a fact that we have a mutual friend that you have done absolutely wonders. And 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 when we first met, it was funny because when we first met, we'd be going through something and then she'd disappear. And I'm like, who did you? Where have you been? Oh, I've been on a phone call. Well, who is? I oh, it's just a friend. And that went on for months and months and months. And in the end, I'm getting paranoid. I'm like, who is this friend? Is it a guy? Because that's what we all do, us guys. Is it a guy? You know, he said, no, it's not. It's 
it's this lady called Bernadette. And it's like the, 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 the effect and the direction and the inspiration that you gave it. I, I just after stand in awe and go, I have, I have no, I have no choice but to believe that, that you are so in tune with what's going on in the spirit world that it's almost frightening. It really is. So I want to thank you, Bernadette, for what you do. We're not getting rid of you. I just want to thank you for what you do because you make my life through a third party just amazing. You know, the, the relief that we get, the guidance that we get is just phenomenal. So you you are absolutely awesome. I can't take I, credit for all it. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm a channel, right? Yes, like, that's definitely. what I do. Definitely. So I'm channeling the energy from spirit. I'm channeling the words from spirit. Sometimes I don't even understand what I'm saying. Most of the time I never remember what I've said, which well, often makes me feel a bit schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you know, you're definitely honest and direct, and, that, and that's what I like. Thank yeah, you. I was going to say that is something that I can really feel in you. It doesn't mm. feel, um, you know, airy fairy. It feels really like grounded and um, and really responsible, like really responsible. Like you are holding this as um, a deep gift and what you had to go through to really be able to accept and allow and surrender to to allow um, spirit to come in is, um, oh, it made me, it's making me a little emotional. Like I really feel the, the depth to which you hold this. I think that's true with a lot of people though, because the people that I've dealt with that have even um, drug and alcohol addictions, you know, mm -hmm. or, or they've had massive trauma, it, it's people that are super sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, we go through hell. But the bright side of it, we go through those things and then we survive those things and we become the empowerment for others. It's like, I've been there. I, don't, I understand it. Like, I don't think that I could help other people had my life not been so hellacious, truly. You know, yeah, when you're going through it, you're like, how come so-and-so gets to be a trust fund baby and I don't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why don't I have different parents? Why don't I have a different life? Why, 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 why? But when I look back, had I not gone through the gazillion relationships that broke me and the abuse as a child and all of the challenges that I've been through in life. And there've been many, and even the abuse of my daughter, which almost broke me. Um, I, I look back and I think every single one of those things made me capable of being compassionate towards others. Well, what is the gift that you have received from all of this? It, it is the gift of being an empath you know, being able to empathize, not just simply empathize with others. I actually can feel, and there's so many people that are empaths. And, and, you know, when you talk recovery, a lot of, a lot of those people are empaths that are self-medicating, don't mm -hmm. want to feel it. And, and it is that ability to be able to not only touch and empathize, sympathize with the person, you feel it like it's your own. You have to learn how to control that part and recognize this isn't mine. Right. But it's that thing, you walk into a room or you talk to a person, they're depressed, they're unhappy, they're angry. You suddenly become depressed, unhappy, and angry. And you don't even know what it is. And now you just want to get rid of it, mm -hmm. right? Or you want to change it for the other person so that you don't have to feel it anymore, which then becomes this whole thing of caretaking or <laughs> the world calls it codependence. Same thing, right? Where we'll do anything, just feel better, just be happy. And yeah. then we become people pleasers. And I, I ran the gamut from just run from it to here, let me people please until there's no more left of me. 
Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Bernadette, thank you so much for coming on. We're running out of time. BernadetteGold.com. I'm going to come back to you in a second, Jen. BernadetteGold.com. I'm running across the bottom of the screen, guys. If you uh, note that down, jump on the website. There's, there's something for everybody. And if you've got time, take a look at Charm Life. It is amazing. Jennifer, one more last question. Yeah. So, Bernadette, this is a little esoteric, but I'm curious. When we talk about empaths and we talk about the addiction community being, some of them being that, why would we have an opioid epidemic the way we do? I mean, do, are all of these souls, what are they trying to tell us? As far as the addiction end of it? Um, yeah. yeah. It's a choice, immediate. You either get the immediate gratification, which is what the drugs do. It takes you out of having to feel or long-term long satisfaction, long-term fulfillment. Um, it, it is getting us to that place. You get to make a choice and hopefully people will begin to choose not to go with the immediate because that opioid addiction thing, that's a death sentence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. So, thank you so much, Bernadette. Thank Absolutely. you. BernadetteGold.com. Uh, where can we find you apart from that, Bernadette? I'm on Facebook, Fear Slayer Bernadette, and on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, Bernadette Gold. Yep. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Stick you. around, guys. We've got some amazing gifts to give away. And uh, again, thank you to Bernadette. Uh, I can see the figures going higher and higher as we speak, so good job. Guys, we'll be back shortly after this. Oh my God, Jan, how cool was that? That was so much fun. I, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Just some great work, absolutely. Just some great work. We get, I love this because we get we get to uh we get to ask these questions that I have no idea about the answer. And so many walks of life and so many different areas of of addiction and, and recovery around just oneself and life. It's just absolutely phenomenal. I know. And I you know, I think it's really important for us to um, be willing to look at different um, aspects or even different um, facilitators to support us in our life, right? Like it's just, it's not a one size fits all as we're trying to get through this road of life. You know, yeah. there's stops along the way that I think are important for us to stop at and look at. It doesn't mean we have to you know, it, it's, we take it and it's everything and we have to live, live by it. But I think it's important to get this feedback. And I think she, Bernadette has an, um, some really powerful feedback that yeah. she can give people, humans, all, all of us. Definitely. Without a doubt. Guys, you want to win some free stuff? You can win some free stuff every week on this show. So a signed copy of Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking is up for grabs. I can't show you the book, but you, you know the book. It's uh, it's uh, on Amazon. You just go to Amazon, Daddy, Daddy, please start drinking, or Dr. Rob Kelly. You'll see it on there or Google it somewhere. But we're giving a free signed uh, copy. Uh, the book is amazing, and i tell you why it's amazing. Not just because it's my story, because it's information about the family. It's information for everybody. So if you want to win a free copy, all you've got to do is answer the question coming up and either message us on Facebook now or messages later on when it goes live on uh, 50 platforms 
uh, to either obviously our um, our Facebook platform or rob at robkelly.com. You see, I spell my name in two Bs. Okay, so for a signed copy of Daddy Daddy Please Stop Drinking, we want to know, me and Jen, what does PTSD stand for? You've often heard the term going around, you suffer from PTSD. What does PTSD stand for? Messages on Facebook, email us. We're going to pick something out during the week. We're going to announce the winner, if that's okay with the winner, and then we're going to send it off for you. So that's a signed copy of Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking. What about recovery yeah. face mask? We don't, we don't negotiate with the disease of addiction along with a free t-shirt which is all about recovering from addiction so the question for that same format send send your answers to robert rob kelly or messages on our platforms is what is trauma we want you to describe your trauma what is trauma to you just give us like a couple of lines maybe 20 30 words of what you think same again we're going to pick it out and we're going to uh, choose somebody at random and if it's okay with you, we're going to announce it. So, Daddy, Daddy, please stop drinking. Signed copy. What is PTSD? And a T-shirt and a face mask for uh, the great answer of what is trauma. How cool is that, Jen? That is so cool. And I think next week's giveaway, I think we should do a 30-minute, um, like, one-on-one -on -one session with either me or Oh, yes, with both of us. Yeah, yeah. that would be probably at the same time. That, that would be awesome. Guys, don't forget, tune in next week. You get a 30-minute face-to-face with me and Jen on, on a private platform, uh, which is HIPAA compliant, and yes. we will talk to you and we'll sort your life out and get you boosted into 30. the 21st century with no problems. Wow, yeah. what a great show. What a great show. Once again, I have a friend in, in there over in uh, England. Uh, God bless her. She, she listens to me and follows me. And she sent me messages every day. Ellie Lawton, God bless you, Ellie. Thank you for listening. We love you to bits. And all the guys that are listening out there and tuning in, I see the figures on the left-hand side, like I said, is, is the largest number we've had so far. So yeah. I'm really intrigued and really, oh, here we go. The message is coming in thick and thin, Jen, with the answers. How cool is that? I know. I love it. That's so fun. I, I love the interaction with everyone. I know. It's awesome. Guys, you can also send messages during the show, uh, join us questions. Listen, from next week, when, when a guest comes on and tells us some truth bombs, or me and Jen hit a truth bomb, which means, listen to this, it's the real truth. If you want to hear it or not, you're going to hear this. Huh. That, my friend, is a truth bomb every time you hear something. So if you hear that before or after we've got something to say, listen to it. It's very important. What a great show, Jen. What a fantastic show. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And, and the guys later on that will hear this, thank you so much. We'll say this once, and I'll say it one more time. Will you guys on Facebook get to hear the live show. You're the only guys. Our followers get to hear the live show. Everyone else gets the platforms tonight. So don't forget, tune in, tell your friends. This is not a show. It's a movement. Breaking through addiction, it covers all life. So for me, I want to say thank you so much indeed for joining us. And join us next week. You can find us at robkelly.com, jenniferlovelycoaching.com. We're available on all the platforms. So for me, it's I'll see you next week. And over to Jen. See you next week, guys. Thank you so much. It's always fun to be here with you on Wednesday, the hump day.
the honk day. Bye, guys. Have a fantastic week. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. The outcome of an opioid emergency may depend on a quick response. Accidental overdose can happen anytime, even if the opioid pain medicine is prescribed. Due to COVID-19, emergency services could be slower to arrive. Get prepared. Get Naloxone, a potentially life-saving reversal agent with no prescription directly from your pharmacy. Having Naloxone available allows you to respond first, not a substitute for emergency medical care. Learn more at opioidsafetyplan.com. That's O-P-I-O-I-D safetyplan.com.